This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at the developing relationship between an uncle and his young nephew in Come On, Come On. A semi-fictitious look at the life of top pop singer Celine Dion in Aileen, The Voice of Love, and a young woman's troubled love life in The Worst Person in the World. To visit planet Earth, You'll have to be born as a human child. And first you'll have to learn to use your new body. In Come On, Come On, when a mother asks her brother to look after her nine-year-old son, the uncle embarks on a trip across America with his curious nephew. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this close-up movie about relationships told from the perspectives of an adult and a child. Carolyn, what do you think of Come On, Come On? Oh, we've had such a good run of films lately. I absolutely... I, this has gone into my top five movies already. Has it? Actually, probably top three. Hmm. Actually, probably number one. I just... It was just so beautiful. And don't you think it was a real mix of um, fiction and reality, in a way? Because, oh, yes, of course, yes. I mean, so much of it was non-scripted. And the relationship between Joaquin and, and um, Woody Norman, who plays his nephew, was just so beautiful. It was, yeah, you could tell that they they weren't acting. <laughs> or if they were acting, by crikey, they were very oh, that, good. That, that, uh, yeah, the, that uh, Woody Norman who plays the nine-year-old boy, he's yeah. an amazing, he's such a fantastic fantastic-looking kid. You can tell there's a high intelligence in there, the way he's judging everything and the, the questions he asks and yeah, everything just... he does. An amazing thing is he's actually an English kid. Yeah. He's had to pick up, the, learn the American accent to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, um, people might... <laughs> I knew him from Poldark. Well, I didn't recognise him, but when I discovered afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah, he was in Poldark, which was a British drama show. Um, but, mm. yeah, no, it's just... And it's a lovely, lovely story and it's just a really nice movie. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the, the, uh, as you say, there's a mixture of fact and uh, fiction in mm. this because this fellow, the uncle, his job, he's in, in radio and um, recording interviews with children yeah. on their views of the future in the world, you know, positive and negative and, you know, things like climate change or racial issues in America or whatever comes up. And um, the amazing thing is, as you pointed out to me earlier, um, is that... The kids aren't actors. Uh, no, they're not. They no. went, for this film, they went around to schools in three different um, cities, which are also featured in the film. That's New York, New Orleans and Detroit. Mm. And went to the schools and did these interviews with kids, 
genuine interviews. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, then was, used and just them. let the film roll. And it was yeah. just, yeah. They used that. And then, of course, in the film itself, you've got the uncle and the nephew, and it's a little boy who asks all the questions <laughs> of the older man. <laughs> but, I mean, they were get, I mean, the, the story evolves. And also the mother, she is brilliant in this film as well. Um, she's played by, I can't think of her name at the moment, um, Gabby Hoffman. I think her name is, um, but she's amazing as well. I mean, she she holds her side of the story together so well. I recommend any adult to be reminded of just what children are and in, in their yeah. minds and what they think about, and to be mindful of, of how you are around them. Really, it's just yeah. Oh yes, well yes. I mean, you have to learn, and um, and and for the well, the um, uncle, he's he's. Uh, uh, he hasn't got any kids of his own, no, so, so he's he's there. He's got to learn how to behave and to do learn to what to do as a yeah. pa- parent. And I thought some of the and, lines were so true about the honesty of parenting, making it up as you go along. Some days, and, yeah. and wanting to run away and stuff, but staying there. I thought that was just yeah, it was just beautiful. I mean, you know, you get the typical sort of a scene there out in the. A shopping centre in some city, I think it was New York, and and the boy disappears. Yeah. And of course, the uncle, he's in a state of panic, wondering what's happened to this little boy that he's uh, who's supposed to be looking after, and he can't find him anywhere. And of course, after chasing around for a while, he does come across yeah, him. Yeah, no. And, and then, of course, he's he's very angry with him. Yeah, but there's a lot of and psychology. of course, he sets off a reaction out of the boy. <laughs> yeah, but instead of like, why did he run away? Kind of thing. Mm. So it's it's lots of little parenting tips in it as well. But and it's in black and white, and it's just mm. beautifully shot. It's just stunningly shot I thought anyway it was just I didn't yeah. mind it was black and white at all it was just so yeah. colourful so it's quite a, quite uncanny the, yeah the main actor that's the, the who plays the uncle that's Joaquin uh, yeah. um, Phoenix he actually won an Oscar only what about three or four years ago for um, playing um, in the Joker. Yeah, for playing a psychopath. Mm, yeah, well, <laughs> this is somewhat different. Yeah, and, and and I have to say it's very disheartening to see that it's been ignored by the Oscars because I think it could have been up for Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Cinematography, Best Direction, Best Picture. It's just got all those wonderful things as opposed to some of the ones that we So I get the feeling you really like this <laughs> film. <laughs> I know, and I raved about last week's film as well. I'm just in a really good <laughs> yeah. movie space. Yeah, at the yeah we're getting a lot of these. I mean, all the ones this week are films about um, personal relationships between people evolving over the years, you know, learning how to cope with other people, what to do, yeah. get what you want and all this sort Which of thing. Which is probably my favourite kind of movie. And this is uh, very much the centre of this all the way. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just amazing stuff. Um, and what the other really interesting thing that I found out was that the, um, the woman who plays the other journalist in the film, um, she is actually a journalist in real life for public broadcasting. So she's playing herself, basically, in the movie. So she, oh. yeah, she would have been on hand to give Joaquin a lot of um, direction about how to be, how to handle all the recording and everything. Oh like yes, that. yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah, I wondered about that because I mean, he would have had in real life, he would have had to go into these schools and these yeah, and he did, yeah, he visited. recorded them, but mm. he had a real life public <clears throat> broadcasting journalist with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, awesome movie. Okay, <laughs> and, and most well, I mean, what I like about these sort of films is they're all likable characters. Yes. 
essentially. You know, they have their arguments sort of thing, but, yeah, you can't help feeling for them and with them all the way. Yeah, they're all relatable. Mm, Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you very much. That was Carolyn Brown with her views on Come On, Come On. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Plains FM 96.9. Si jamais un jour ton vieux bouc qui passe par-dessus la barrière, il voudrait que sa petite biquette ait continué de rendre le monde heureux, mais qu'à poursuivre ce qu'on a bâti tous les deux ensemble. In Aline, The Voice of Love, we follow the 14th child of a modest Canadian family who, with the support of her family and an older man who she loves, becomes the most famous singer in the world. Henry Sunderland has been off to the Academy cinemas to see this enjoyable semi-fictional biopic. Henry, what did you think of Aline, The Voice of Love, which is actually deals with the life of Celine Dion? Um, I was a bit worried at the beginning because of subtitles, and I thought, oh, it's all done in French. Oh, yeah, yeah, 95% yeah. But I love the language French, and I went, oh, no, subtitles. <laughs> then it only took um, less than, less than uh, 20 minutes, and I was right in You'd there. You'd adapted to that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, the experience for me, the whole thing, was one of, I enjoyed it, but one of emotion. I was relating situations back to my own personal life. Um, it, it got me. It grabbed me and wouldn't let go. And I just felt, whoa, this is yeah. cool. You know, just the emotion with interrelationships and that. Yeah. So that 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 was the, that's that's how it felt yeah. overall. Yeah. Well, this uh, this film was actually put together by Valérie Lemercier. And she um, acts and plays the main part of Aline and um, also direct, wrote the film, directed the film and produced the film. Yeah. So I think she... And she's based it on the life of, um, as I said before, of Celine Dion, who's one of the most um, popular female singers ever and you made a huge fortune out of it and all this sort of thing and she's worldwide known and highly thought of you know and um but for some reason they've changed the name because i think they play it's you know semi-fictional <laughs> they oh, yeah. changed a few odds and ends in the film I, I think the reason for that would be something to do with copyright and a whole bunch of things you yeah know? Uh, and that's where they've got to be so 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 careful well I, I don't know, I'm not in that game, but, but uh, I think the singing, I thought the singing was really, really good, but it was Victoria Sale. Sio, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. she was the one who, who who sang all the tunes, even the one, uh, uh, My Heart Will Go On, that was the main title for, in, in the Titanic, you know. Oh, in the Titanic which, which movie, Which we all yeah. relate yeah. to. That's curious they show yeah. that, because that film won yeah. uh, an Oscar, for the Titanic, Titanic movie won half a dozen Oscars, actually. But yeah. one of them was um, for the best music uh, in the form of an original song. Yes. And, and and it was Celine Dion. I don't think she actually picked up the the, uh, um, 
the Oscar in person, most likely the person who wrote it, picked that up. But she was there to sing it. Yes. And you see her in the film singing the song at an Oscar yeah. thing. Except, of course, in this film, she's called Aileen, not Celine. Yes. <laughs> so they don't explain all that yes. very much. They I, just I sort of see this sequence. I, I think, um, <laughs> you know, just saying that she's actually sold and all of that, that's one story. Now, coming from a family of 14 yeah. and the parents showed in the movie, he, she said, I don't think I want children. Well, made a mistake there, didn't they? I mean, but she's <laughs> yeah. the younger one. And and what was nice about it was the um, her manager guy, um, Claude, uh, just the fact that he was a lot older than her and mm. he was the one that helped put her on the map, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And she was quite besotted with him. But right from the start. Right I from mean, the start. He first met her yeah. when she was 16 years yeah. old. Because, I mean, her fa- the whole family seemed to be very musical in yeah. singing and playing yeah. all sorts of musical instruments. Mum and Dad, all these kids, they could form a whole chorus at but, home and sing together. But uh, it seems that this um, applied to both the character in the film, Aline, and to him, Selene herself. And then what was you know, nice... You could see from the start yeah. that she was highly talented. And what was nice about it was the fact that the film explained how you could fall into a relationship. I mean, prior to seeing the movie, I knew she was with this older bloke. Oh, yeah, well, you know quite a bit more than I do about Well, not really, but um, I just thought, oh, how did that work out, you know? But it's you could understand it, you know, the whole thing, but um, uh, and where it came from. I mean, heaven, she's only in her 50s, and she had three children, I believe, uh-huh. Oh, she? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. She's been ill again and not been able yeah. to. This is more recently, but yeah. she's, she's lasted quite a long distance. Oh, I'd, anyway. I'd, I'd love to meet her. I think she's cool, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, what I like uh, with the film. It starts off with this family, then this older manager who she falls in love with, but all the other dozens of characters in the film. You can't help but like everyone. They seem all like good people. Yes. If anyone is a bit different, it's it's um, the main character, Aileen herself. She's a very strong-willed, strong-minded woman. She knows what she wants, you know, as as an act, as a singer, yes, uh, as a popular, you know, getting up on the international, national, then the international scene and all this sort of a thing. She knows all that and she knows how to get it, you know, yeah. and. Uh, but I, I don't know whether that's uh, uh, attributed to the big family. Her mother certainly supported her. And yeah. as we said, the um, her manager, who she married, supported her. I mean, yeah. she went from um, pop to rock to R&B to gospel to classical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. tried everything. And to be brought up in Quebec and Canada... That's why they all speak French. In, yeah, it was quite interesting, <laughs> you know. Um, and to make your way from there into the American United States is a big ask, you know, because they're sort of like us in Australia, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that, that war. But she did it, and she's worldwide. I mean, oh, I, no, I just she, think the whole thing for me, anyhow, is the emotion. I got caught up in it, and I, and I also could relate lots of things going on in the movie back to my own life and to the people I love. Yeah, and I must say I admired this main woman, Valérie, Le Mercier in the in the lead yes. role, the way she kept the, held that all together. Put yeah, it to, oh, it was great, great movie. Stuff. I yep. really <laughs> recommend it. Thank you, Henry. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Henry Sunderland helping me with Aileen, the voice of love. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers.co.nz. In The Worst Person in the World, we follow a woman in her early 30s as she navigates the troubled waters of her love life while also struggling to develop her career. Sue Freeman has been off to the Alice Cinema to see this thoughtful film which people of this woman's age can relate to, while older people may regard it, the whole film, wistfully. Sue, this is a very touching film from Norway. What did you think of The Worst Person in the World? I wouldn't have described it as touching. I thought it was quite confrontational. Having a daughter and all my friends, they've all got um, children in their early 30s at the moment, and they're all struggling to, to sort of decide what career they want and which man is the right the relationships man. relationships. Yes, and it's mm-hmm. and so different from my, t- you know, my generation. We we sort of went along our preordained, you went to university and you were going to pursue something afterwards and that was it. You didn't really, oh, we did our OE. But yeah, not but, even but then, not, not everything but, falls into place. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, I think it's just so typical and I thought the actress that played the role was was brilliant and actually when I read about her, that she was actually not going to pursue acting anymore, she was going to do a completely different career pathway, she kind of epitomised... <laughs> the character in the, the, character in the yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, who started off in medical school, so clearly highly intelligent, and then changed to psychology, then changed to the photography, and then changed and became a writer. And in between, she worked in a coffee shop and a bookshop. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, she just... Yeah. Yeah. But oh no, but And no, the she, men, she changed the men just about as often as she did her job choice. <laughs> well, sounds, yeah. But, well, uh, I mean, they say that this film is actually a, a, a portrait of a young woman yeah. trying to come to yeah. terms with the complexities of yeah. life in the 21st yeah. century, yeah. which is a little bit after yeah. your period of time. Oh, yeah. I'm, no, um, I'm saying it's like my, my daughter yeah, and all my yeah, yeah, daughter's yeah, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, no, it's quite fascinating because this act, uh, this the actress uh, Renate Rensve, um, she, um, as you say, she came back to make this film, but it's paid her off because she has already been um, uh, become, became the best actress in the Cannes Film Festival last year for her part. For her role in that. Well, she was yeah. very, she was very, very good. She was charming and she was plausible. And so and, realistic. Yeah. To me, I mean, to yeah. me, what she was doing in this film, it didn't seem like acting so much. It just no. seemed like a young woman. Yeah. Yeah, like girls, yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of trying to work her way through her own mm. life. Yeah. And, um, and the way she sort of, you know, she was never sort of overacting going into no. d- deep dramatic scenes or anything no. like that. It was just the day-by-day concern with yeah. but what, it was quite what she was going to do next. as well. Right, remember that um, part in the movie where she's met this man and he says he's in a relationship, she says she's in a relationship, and then they both talk about 
how far you can go without cheating. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, it, and it led to quite they to interesting get closer, scenes closer with where <laughs> smelling each other's armpits and that's not cheating. <laughs> well. I mean, quite confront, you know, in a way, quite sort of <laughs> confrontational and intimate scenes. Very personal. <laughs> Something I've not contemplated. No, it's it's, it's uh, it, there's so many um, these little touches in the film. Yeah. I, I, curious thing they do. I don't understand why they actually bother. They, the story's sort of divided into twelve chapters yeah. with little incidents. I still don't couldn't see the need to do this actually. Well, but, the, uh, there's other movies that have done that. Yeah. Taika Waititi did that in Hunt for the Wilder People. You had the yeah. epilogue and the prologue and chapter. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, mm. it seems. Yeah. That's what they do these days. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, oh, no, no. I mean, this is... Um, it's Renata, well worth seeing. Yeah, it's uh, Renata Rinsby's film, and um, I think we'll be seeing more of her, there's no doubt. But, yeah. I mean, how old would she actually be in real life, do you think? Would she be in her 30s? She doesn't oh, look it <laughs> to me. Oh. Impossible. Hans, you're a man. Oh. What can I say? <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, well, I don't know either. <laughs> well worth seeing. Yeah, well worth okay. seeing. Thank you. <laughs> that was Sue Freeman with her views on the worst person in the world. And I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to the podcasts of earlier episodes on Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz. Music